it comes down to if you are not going to do it, no one else is going to pick up the slack and do it for you. The journey of mix is like just constantly going up and we're not in a rush. We put good energy out there and it should just come back to us. That was an outtake, but I'm actually going to leave it in because it's funny. If you haven't noticed, I'm still really awkward at doing these intros, so I just try to shake it up every time. But here we are. It's February. This is episode 11, and happy love month, guys. There's a lot of things to love in this world, so I really hope that this month you are able to bask in all of that goodness. There are truly not many things in this world that I love more than fashion, movies, and being a boss bitch, okay? And this week's guest brings all three of those things together. She is truly one of the most creative and driven people in my life, and that is Jada Taylor, who is not only the founder, but also the CEO of Mixed Fashion. Her brand is such a representation of her fearlessness and just amazing vision and style. It's athleisure, it's streetwear, it's color, it's Western style, it's trendy, but it's also classic, unique. Oh my God, it's just so amazing. Some of my absolute favorite memories of all time happened in mixed fashion items. Like the night that Murphy and I started dating, I was wearing this amazing strapless dress from her. And then six months later in a hundred degree heat, I wore the same dress to a music festival. For one of our formals during Villanova Senior Week, I wore the sequin dress and I really was like the disco ball of the party that night. I think I left a trail of sequins behind me. But I'm so excited for you guys to hear about Jada's business journey, as well as her experience working as a costume designer and tailor on film sets, including but not limited to White Noise Film with Adam Driver on Netflix, Native Son on HBO Max, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Last Summer with KJ Apa, and so many more. Even though I started off as one of her customers just five years ago, I was so stoked when Jada asked me to be a collaborator on her mixed resort line that came out last summer and debuted on the runway at the Fashion Talks in Cleveland. Flash forward to today, I do her social media for mixed fashion and I just really am so excited for you guys to hear her story. In classic Jada fashion, she kind of hijacked the interview right from the get-go, so here it is. Enjoy, guys. Okay, now we're recording, so you can ask away. <laughs> Let me hijack your podcast. So, <laughs> first question is actually from Jada. Yeah. So, how how do you like doing our social media stuff? I know sometimes it can be tricky because it's hard when you have a brand and business. It's all your vision and your idea, and like being a brand is bringing that into life and reality. So it's hard, like doing someone else's vision, especially with social media. So yeah, how do you like it so far? (laughs) I love it. And I'm not just saying this because you're putting me on the spot. I really, (laughs) I I swear, I really love everything that your brand is about. And obviously we're going to talk more about how that came to be in a little bit, but it's so unique and you love to use colors and different styles. And I just think that translates really well to trying to make a very visually appealing social media page. Also, it's really interesting to see what people gravitate towards. The About Mix one did really well. It was really cute. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a texting bubble. I hate to see the same 
thing over and over. And I feel like it was interactive. And that's what people want to see. They don't want to get on Instagram and read a lot or be bored. At least I don't. Yeah, so I don't either. <laughs> I want to see color and quick stuff. And I could be like, okay, now I know this information or okay, I want to buy that or I want to follow this person. So yes, I totally feel you. And they do say Instagram is a search engine. So I always try to keep that in mind when I'm making stuff too. What am I searching for when I go on? Like, what do I want to see? And what do people who are going to buy stuff want to (laughs) see? Like, that's huge. So. Right. I agree with that. I love doing social media for you. I definitely understand the struggle of having a vision. It's hard because it's your baby. You know, you don't want someone else to have any influence over it changing, but also it's so hard to do everything yourself. So there's that weird balance of trying to explain what makes perfect sense to you and trying to see how someone else interprets that. Yeah. And I think that's why mix stands out because I'm very organized. I attack my business with steps, the bigger picture, and then breaking it down into realistic goals. That's how I view social media stuff. And if someone working for me doesn't understand, I like to walk them through it. Like, this is what I'm seeing. This is how it's simplified. And if you don't understand, then, you know, I'll just do it then at that point. But <laughs> That's what I think running your business is about. If someone really just can't do it and they just can't sometimes and it's nothing personal, but you're just like, okay, you just have to be ready to just do it yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's a motto of every single person who started a business ever. Yeah. Like you go into it knowing that it's all you running the show. And if people yeah. along the way can help you execute the vision, that's awesome. But you're the creative one. You're the idea. Well, I think that's a good segue to talk about who are you? What do you do? Let's hear about your business. Obviously, I know everything about Mix, <laughs> but I want the listeners yeah. to be exposed to it because it's so cool. Our very first, very first customer at that really crazy pop-up. <laughs> and that pop-up, that was our first time like <laughs> launching and being like, all right, this is clothing. So start off with just like, who is Jada Taylor and what is mixed fashion? I'm Jada Taylor. <laughs> like I'm a mixed person. My brand's called Mix. I grew up a biracial family. So I always knew that I was different, but my parents and everybody told me that it's great to be who we are, that we are not a conventional family and not to be put into a category or worry about what others are doing or what their journeys are from the beginning. It was always instilled in me who I am and to really know who you are. So I always been confident. I knew I was, was creative. I got to film stuff in high school, like interning and went to fashion design school because I want to know how to sew. And because that's a really important skill set to have in film. I didn't want to do fashion design, really. I want to be a costume designer. But through college, I was like, okay, wait, I actually really like clothes. I love knowing how clothes works. I learned to do both and I'm still doing both, but it's not easy. (laughs) At the end of the day, my dream and my passion is mixed, is my brand. And I do love film a lot, but film is you're creating someone else's vision and mixed is my vision. So that's who I am. I'm mixed. So it's all mixed up. (laughs) The first time I saw some of your clothes and obviously my mom came back from that pop-up and was like, oh my God, Lily, I met this girl, Jada, like she makes the coolest clothes. And I was like, mom, what are you talking about? But of course she was right on the money as always. 
you mix so many styles together and so many patterns. You just ignore the rules, which I think is a great thing because the rules of fashion are like a fake thing. I'm always one of those people that's like, okay, you can't wear white pants after Labor Day. Like, what does that even mean? So I love that you just combine things and try things. And that's one of the coolest parts about your brand. I'm a greer. I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To go back to what you said about films, what is your experience working on film sets? What is that like? I don't think the average person really knows a lot about that. It's a very, it's a difficult industry. That's for sure. It's intense. It's fast paced. Uh, You can have a schedule for the day. You can try to create a schedule for your day, but stuff just happens and stuff just changes for 14 hours every day. That's crazy. So you have to just be really quick on your feet. Maybe an actor comes in the trailer right before they have to go to set. They want to change something or a designer is tripping about something. You work in new locations every day. Like you get a call sheet somewhere else every day. I never know where I'm going when I wake up. The time you have to go to work changes every day. So you have to just learn to love it because it's cool. I enjoy storytelling. I love filmmaking. I love the process of it. I love meeting people that I wouldn't ever have the opportunity to meet. Film's a great opportunity, but it's not for everyone. It's really not. You have to be used to unconventional work life. Like you said, being quick on your feet, I think that's a skill that most people either don't have or aren't willing to give up that comfort. Even myself, I'm like, I would not survive. Like I would just not. But I think you could, I really do think you could, but also you're thrown into these really intense in situations. Maybe an actor or somebody is like really not happy. Mm, And you have to problem solve on the spot. Yeah. Problem solve or like you're in a room where it's like really intense. You're with producers and you have to just be chill. On my last show I just worked on, the one designer told me, she's like, you're just so relaxed. This actress was <laughs> screaming like bad. It's really bad. Oh my God. And I can't know the details, but it was bad. And I just walked in the trailer. It was like, what do you need? She was going off and I was just not at me. It was nothing with me, but I was just really chill. You know, I don't believe in like, giving it to chaos, but it's high intensity. Regardless of me working 14, 16 hours a day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't do something for mix that I'm like, oh, I got to post or I have to post a story. I have to answer this customer DM because that's ultimately my goal. That's really important what you just said. And I kind of want to talk more about that because I'm someone who has a lot of hobbies and things that I do in addition to my actual job, which I like, but there's always things that I'm like working towards that are outside of the bounds of my job job. So I kind of want to dive into that a little more. Like did mix start off as a side hustle or have you always had the bigger picture in front of you and how has that worked to fit into your work schedule? Yeah. It started out as a side hustle because film is not like all year long, at least when I started five years ago, five, six years ago now. I just turned 27. So I think it's like five years. But anyways, it wasn't a full-time thing here. So I was like, I want to do a side thing. So I started mixed. At first I was taking commissions, sewing stuff for people and Mm -hmm. stuff gets complicated with customs for people. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. 
either. I kind of want to make it more like a brand. So then two years in, I started really putting it together. Like this is a brand, something I'm taking more seriously. This is something I want to do full time. How my job works though, you can have a month off. So it is sustainable in a way. I would love it to be a full-time thing, but I also love film. So I'm kind of torn, which is why my brand's called Mixed. Cause like- <laughs> It's built in that you don't have to make the decision right now. Yeah, it's growing for sure. At this point is one day going to become a point where I have to make a choice. It's been really cool for me to see your brand grow just as a customer. And obviously now as part of helping with social media, it's just so interesting, like how things have changed with TikTok and reels and like the way social media evolves. It's so strange because you can have a whole business model that you execute. And then all of a sudden when they decide, oh, we're going to add this new feature, it could really make things topsy-turvy. But I feel like you've maintained just such a consistent image of what your brand is and what you guys stand for. And that's always what's drawn me. I rep mixed to my friends all the time. I'm like, if you need a really cool dress or a statement piece, something that no one else is going to have, you need to check out this brand because It's definitely not for the faint of heart. It's not for people who don't want to stand out. And that's what I love. Yeah. My customers really surprised me though. That's why I like mix because it's really a range of people. Like people ask me who is my customer. And honestly, it's, it's mixed. It's a whole range. I want to say my customers are like the age 14 to 40 something. I'm serious. That's so cool. If you want to celebrate yourself, you want to wear color, you want to do something fun, treat yourself to something that's different and honestly one of a kind. Like Absolutely. That's brand is for. I wore that amazing dress with all the sequins. That's a clubhouse dress, which I don't know if you ever saw our clubhouse video. This whole video was so amazing. That design, all of that was me, all of it. But that was before reels and everything. Like imagine shooting that now with reels. If I would have dropped that now, you would have literally gone viral. I wore that dress during senior week, right before graduation. We had this huge formal on Mm. this boat in Philly and it was so much fun. But literally people I didn't even know were coming up to me and were like, where did you get that dress? I'm like, <laughs> my friend made it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's um, great. See, that's what the moments I live for. I'm getting more customer pictures and it's cool to see how people wear the looks differently and where they wear them. Just how excited they look when they take a picture. Like, it's not like, oh, I got this on, whatever. It's like a t-shirt. This is Cleveland. Like, no, it's really like... <laughs> It's really like, they're like, I'm wearing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's an energy that I love. I love to see. You know, they saved it for their fun plans that they were doing. Yeah. They were like, I'm going to wear this cool thing. And they were waiting for the right moment. Yeah, that's what I like. I love that so much. I want to talk about CEO energy. How do you get yourself in that mindset? Of like, I'm the boss. I'm the CEO and I'm making the decisions. That's something I'm trying to embody. (laughs) My mindset is I wake up literally. The first thing I think about or check on is the brand. What I said before, no matter how many hours I work, I'm still making sure there is not a day that goes by. I don't do anything little or huge for the business. It comes down to if you are not going to do it, 
no one else is going to pick up the slack and do it for you. No one's going to be like, oh, hey, you didn't post a mix today. Why didn't you do that? As a small business, if you don't do it yourself, no one is going to do it for you. And no one's going to be on your back about it. It just makes it harder because you have to have the motivation yourself to keep at it. What keeps me motivated is you have large goals. I do a year goal, a six month goal, and I break it down to smaller steps that I could take and the schedule. And then another thing about being a boss is that there is some times where you have to stand up for yourself and you have to say, no, this is not what we're going to (laughs) do. And, you know, in a cool way, people have to take you seriously and they're not going to take you seriously. You're going to let them know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also they're not going to take you seriously if you don't take yourself seriously. If someone didn't know you and they came across your business, I think it would be really easy for them to figure out how hard you work and how much you care about the vision because you just don't see that kind of content. Being close to that vision is scary in a way because if it doesn't work out, then it's very personal. But if it does, it's amazing. No one's going to care as much as you do. That's just the bottom line of it. And also the other thing is to never stop learning. You try new things constantly and you learn from it. Sometimes you're like, ooh, I'm never going to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) And other times you're like, okay, that did work out, but this is how I would do it differently. Or this is who I will talk to next time. Taking notes on your own business journey, you have to care about the vision. For me, since I was small, I was always told like who I am and basically what I'm going to do. And so that's how I approach my business. I want to harken back to something you said earlier about when you started off and it was more of a side hustle, you were taking commissions and doing custom work. Cause when you said that, I was like, I hear you, Jada. I have done commissions for art a lot. And when I work with someone like you who knows exactly what they want, it's very straightforward and it's like fun because you can be creative with it. Mm -hmm. And like the other person sort of knows what liberties you can take and what things they don't want to compromise on. But I've had so many situations where it just yeah. gets so messy because it's like, yes. you want me to use my skill to execute this vision that you don't have. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Have that leap from using your talent to execute someone else's ideas and then taking a chance on your own idea is huge. The only person I would take commissions for at this point would have to be somebody famous. Someone asked me to make a robe for Billy Porter and I I did it last year. They want something beautiful. As a creative person, you put everything into your work. I make sure every detail, no thread. You know, I'm looking at it with x-ray vision and <laughs> I go above and beyond. That's your creative eye. I'm proud that I have so many loyal customers like that I've built myself from my business and just having good work. I love these girls just wearing these looks and they love it and they just want more of it. And they like to support like the small business. Like you're not going to target every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so insightful though. And so necessary for your own self-preservation to be like, I'm proud of what I have out there now. I'm not just waiting for my big break. Obviously, I think everyone sort of hopes that with this world where you can go viral in an instant, so many people will come across your work, but you have such a good foundation. And I love that you're just like, I'm happy where I am now and I'm happy where I'm going because that's 
That's the way to be. Yeah, because like, of course, you want to like blow up overnight. That's what everyone wants. But also, I've worked with, they bring Instagram people to our sets and TikTok people. And I mean, I've seen them and worked with them. I'm kind of like, meh, all right. Is this exactly? You're like, I'm good. I like the way I am. I don't need to be the other side of the curtain. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, I don't know. The journey of mix is like just constantly going up and we're not in a rush. We put good energy out there and it should just come back to us. I I know. I hate the way she says that. And no one else ever comments on it. When I do these interviews, I'm like, Oh, that's so weird. And they're like, what? I'm like, the way she says it. Lording in progress. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm um, silly. So. I'm silly too. I want you to tell a gumption story. My gumption story is that in college, my professor was very, very tough on me. Like literally everything I did, she'd be like, I'm making this right now. She'd be like, oh, this is off by like a quarter of an inch, which is why everything I sew is so perfect now. Okay. But she'd critique me all the time and everyone else, she'd be easy on them. Something with me, she's had a problem. I don't know what the problem was. Hmm. But at the end of the semester, you would have these critiques and I would call them like critiques because you design something that you wanted to do. I would make something that's a mixed piece, like literally a mixed piece. And they would just say like, they didn't get my vision at all. There was judges. Wow. Like, you stand for all these people and you have a model wearing your design. They would look at it, touch it, everything. I made track pants one time and they're like, no, where would you sell this? And I had to explain and they'd be like, we don't see where someone will wear this. We don't see the color. Basically, they hated it. For three years, they hated everything. And then my last collection, my senior collection, I could really make a full thing of whatever you wanted. So I really made a full, like, first mixed collection. I had these faux fur coats. I blocked them. I used to make these fur coats. Faux fur. I might bring it back because I was really good at it. You should. I would buy one. The one judge lady was like, I don't see how anyone would wear this ever. This is not marketable. No one would wear it. And I was like, all right, great. So I was really upset and, you know, graduated and started in film. I didn't start mix yet. I was working on this show and the designer was a streetwear designer. I kept telling her like, I have stuff, I have stuff. And so I showed up in my car every day with these clothes I made. <laughs> and until I finally got a position with her, she's like, all right, bring your clothes in. And the coat that the lady from college said no one would ever wear, literally. The designer's like, I love this. Let's put it in the movie. And so, <laughs> so she That's put so it cool. on the actress in this huge scene. And it was like so many scenes shot of her wearing my coat. Wow. It's like HBO Max is called Native Son. You could watch it. It was only two or three years ago. Yeah, this actress, Kiki Lane, she's huge now. She was wearing my coat. She still follows me on Instagram, which is really great. <laughs> she was plug. Yeah, she follows mixed and she likes it. And oh my god, that's love. <laughs> that's why I like film because there's a lot of people that follow the brand and I could send them stuff and they wear it. So, anyways, my gumption story is 
they told me in college, no one liked my stuff and no one wear my stuff. And a year later, I had myself in a film. And then, you know, people are wearing my stuff now. So I just believe that, no, people are going to wear this. It's cute. What's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> they, they clearly couldn't see it. At the point that you said you made track pants and they were like, where would someone wear those? I was like, everywhere. You could literally wear track pants anywhere. Wear them to the club. You could wear them with a little sporty look. Like, wherever that's so funny to me they're so off base and I'm really glad you didn't listen to them because that's awesome also in college they were doing this partnership with the hunger network and so the competition they had every year was make stuff out of food containers so people use coffee filters all the time so I chose draws I didn't I wasn't doing it like people do it every year and I'm like I'm gonna wait because I was getting beaten down by that teacher I'll just wait (laughs) You're like, I'm, I'm not ready to be hurt again. <laughs> make is no good. So I'm like, whatever. And then finally, all right, it's my last year here. I'll try it. And I won first place. Because <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I made my straw dress. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at a picture. Wait, can you show me? I want to see it. I sculpted the whole top of it. So it was like the evil, I don't know if you can see it. Wait, let me turn my screen. It was the evil queen inspired. So all of that straw. That's so cool. Oh my God. That's insane. I sculpted the whole top of it. Wow. And someone could actually wear it. We have actually put it on people. It had a zipper and everything. So it's functional. I don't even know how you would begin to conceptualize adding a zipper to a dress made out of straws. Like that just blows my mind. That's amazing. Thinking about this because one of the STEM programs we're doing at Boys and Girls Clubs right now is a sustainable fashion program for our teens. And a lot of it is about opening their minds to unconventional materials and that really you can construct garments out of so many different things, even if yeah. it's not a traditional fabric that you would think to use. Right. Um, so yeah. Because we need to start using materials that are already here. It's hard to pick my favorite out of the different mixed items I have because I love them all. But I think one of the coolest ones is the vest. Yes. Top. Yeah, that's what I did. Piece, right? Isn't that thrifted? Yeah, that was like traditional Indian wedding gown, like a formal dress. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I was like, I can't believe this is in Goodwill right now. Yeah. Like, it's so pretty. The beads and everything. I love the color. Color is gorgeous. Yeah, it's so bright and pretty. Yeah, so I copped it and I was like, well, I love taking something and making it something that it shouldn't be. So I was like, well, what if this really traditional dress, like we make it to like a little crop vest. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let me see if this thin fabric can become a vest. And it did because I know fabrics really well. And I think that's what also helps me. Uh, I was already thinking this before the episode. You're kind of always ahead of the trends. Even just seeing what you post on your stories for mixed of looks that you like or something or oh should I bring this back and then three months later it's a trend and I'm just like how did Jada know that that was going to happen but I want you to do a little prediction of what you think some of the 2023 fashion trends are going to be whether that's something that's coming back or something new I'm curious to hear what you think and we'll have record of it if you're if you're right about any of these I have so many thoughts well mini skirts the smaller, the better. And I'm seeing diesel is huge right now. So I think mini skirts that are made out of denim or like unconventional materials, like these thick belts 
Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of little mini skirts. What I've been obsessed with is the mermaid core stuff. You know, hint, hint. But <laughs> I love the mermaid stuff that's in. The mesh see-through dresses I've been in for a year now. The naked dresses, some sea elements, little netting, and the different prints that are more mermaid dots. Would I want to go away? Yeah, let's hear it. I'm curious. Let's stop with the shirts that have all the stitching on the outside. Like, let's make it look different. And if Wild Fable at Target is starting to do it, then it's got to go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because now it's yeah. too mainstream. Yeah, that's so true. Um, the underwear, like the thong pants. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. They're G-string built into yoga pants. Oh. I don't love it. I don't think your underwear should be out. Or like, even if it's not your underwear, it's built into the dress. I don't ever think that's a cute thing. Yeah, I also don't love that look. It just kind of is uncomfortable. And also, you know that it's not practical because you never want your underwear to be out. Oh, so it's just not a cute look. And I also feel like if you're not a really small size, I don't think that's an inclusive look for all sizes. I would look ridiculous if I had that kind of underwear out the back. No. I feel the same way about low-rise jeans, and I know I'm not the first person to say this, but I hate low-rise jeans. I think some people can pull them off, but I don't find them flattering on myself or curvier people. And they came to popularity in the early 2000s when everyone was as skinny as a baby carrot. It's like, okay, my tummy's hanging out. Absolutely not. I do love like flared leggings since I are coming back in. I love a good flared pant. I think that's cute. Sequins are definitely in. Sequins are always in. Girls Sequins never go out of style. They never do. And also, I think corsets could start going. Yeah, really? <laughs> Why did they come back? I don't understand. You can get a full-on corset. You can get those t-shirt corsets. You can get those surge upcycling shirts that look like a corset. People take different elements and make it to a corset what are we doing are we going here or there i mean it's just too much who wants to wear a corset i wouldn't want to wear one the reason women stopped wearing corsets was because they were made of whale bones and they would make them pass out even if we're wearing t-shirt corsets why <laughs> like why i don't like it i think it's been done for a little bit like aren't we tired yeah i um, am the only time i want to see a damn corset is if i'm watching pirates of the caribbean That's- yeah even then she didn't want to wear it yeah, true. <laughs> well, because Kira Knightley is a baddie and she knew what was up. And you know what? I stand by that. But there you have it, guys. That was my interview with Jada. Isn't she just so cool? I love her. Make sure to check her out on Instagram at Mixed Fashion. You can also see some of my amazing social media graphics. But also, if you want to purchase any of her pieces, they are available on MixedFashion.com. That's M-I-X-D and then Fashion.com. Hope you guys loved it. Keep on following Gumption Pod on Instagram. And if you ever have any recommendations of things you want to hear on the show, or if you want to be on the show yourself, let me know. Because I'm always excited to have new stories and new perspectives on this podcast. Next up, I've got a little Valentine's Day special coming for you guys and a pretty big life announcement. As always, thanks for listening. I love you guys. And this was Gumption. Gumption.